coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 79 of the Joe Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We're about to hop right on into it, ladies and gentlemen. A busy week in the world of wrestling. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Sasha Banks is back. The boss is back. Bray Wyatt. We're going to talk about a lot of things. King of the Ring is back. A lot of things to hop into, plus more. You can find me on linktr.ee slash twosweetpod. That's where you can find all of my listings at linktr.ee slash to sweet p-o-d so we're gonna hop into best thing funniest thing this, this week we got the full mounty this week best thing funniest thing number one spot we got it all this week so best thing of the week is bray wyatt ladies and gentlemen what a debut it was what an appearance it was it had me captivated right from the get-go just everything about it the entrance the entrance music was bananas man was that not a phenomenal entrance I, the match itself i loved it i thought everything about it was 100 i'm actually going to get into bray wild later on as well more about him later on funniest thing of the week elias counting out kevin owens in this match with some more elias with the fastest fast count in wrestling history it was hilarious the dude barely picked up his arms to count the three count that is the funniest thing of the week we're gonna move on to number one spot looking at three of the number one things in wrestling today we got number one spot the number one debut and the number one botch of the week oh and also let me take that back four things we got the number one sale of the week as well so moving to number one spot the number one spot of the week Ricochet and AJ Styles, the Phoenix Splash countered into a Styles Clash at SummerSlam. That is the number one spot of the week. It was tremendous. The number one botch of the week. I'm sorry, Ricochet, we're all over you this week. But Ricochet and Elias, Ricochet dives through the ropes and it just does not go right. I don't know if you had a miscommunication with Elias, but he just dives through the ropes and it just does not happen. He eats the floor. Hard shoulder first, head first into the floor. So moving on, the number one debut of the week. We've already talked about Bray Wyatt, but we're going to give this one to Buddy Murphy. What an incredible match he had with Roman Reigns. We're going to get into that more later as well. Number one debut of the week, Buddy Murphy. He did a phenomenal job. And the number one sell of the week, it was between Buddy Murphy and Dolph Ziggler, but Buddy Murphy went out selling the spear that Roman Reigns gave to him, flipping inside out. I mean, it looked like a Spanish fly reversal for getting the sakes. What a sell from Buddy Murphy that was. That is number one spot. So we are going to hop into the news stories of the week. And man, ladies and gentlemen, Raw is just going, going along and... It's your regular Moodane Monday Night Raw, and, you know, we're just chugging along. I'm chugging along with the rest of you on Twitter, typing and doing everything else, just sitting back, waiting for this thing to be over, and all of a sudden, Sasha Banks appears in the middle of Natalia's heartfelt speech, and, like, Michael Cole just lost it. You can tell Michael Cole has just been holding it within the depths of his soul. Like, he could not wait to say it's boss time he was ready to say that he like he was like it was christmas to michael cole but that's really beside the point sasha banks comes down 
And right out of the gates, we get a heel turn. And we get a wig snatch on top of that. I don't know what that was about. She could have came out in the blue hair, but that's beside the point as well. So Sasha Banks is laying the beat down on Natalia. And I'm thinking, man, uh, wouldn't it have made more sense for her to lay the beat down on Becky? Becky's music hits right as I'm thinking that. And the brawl is on, ladies and gentlemen. We got a phenomenal segment. Sasha Banks stands tall. Uh, she hit Becky Lynch with multiple chair shots, one quarter in the head. And what a segment that was. It was well done. I enjoyed every bit of it. And here's the thing, man. We got a Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch feud going, and finally, we're going to see the best of Becky Lynch come back out. I alluded to this on Twitter, and that is that I said, I think it was some months ago, that Becky Lynch needs a counterpart to be great. I mean, I think that that works with everyone. It takes two to tango, and now we have a person in Sasha Banks that has the credibility and she has the excitement to pull in a few, to pull everyone into a few with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was missing that because, like, let's be real, the last thing or the last bit of excitement we had uh, with this title goes back to WrestleMania. And it hasn't picked up that steam since. And I think we have that steam here with Sasha Banks. And now we get to have Becky Lynch come out and display her best character and that is scorched earth becky lynch when becky lynch has a legitimate reason to complain she is at her best and now she has a legitimate reason to be ticked off sasha banks came and attacked her laid her out and i cannot wait for the promo from becky lynch to go at sasha banks she said the receipts are coming and i cannot wait to see it this will be a phenomenal feud. Sasha Banks is what Becky Lynch needed because Becky Lynch was on the downturn. Let's be honest. Like part of that was because she didn't adapt the character all at will after WrestleMania. But mostly it was because she did not have a great counterpart, a great foil to feed off of. And now she has it in Sasha Banks. This will be incredible. I cannot wait for it to get going. And here's the thing. They have to go all the way. If you're going to do this with Sasha Banks, if you're going to do it at Clash of Champions, to which I got to say, a part of me is excited, but a part of me feels like it's a bit rushed because it's at Clash of the Champions. Maybe this should have been at a bigger pay-per-view, but it is what it is. If you're going to go down that route, you got to go all the way. You got to have Sasha Banks win the title. You have to have her win the title. You can't have her come all this way and lose the title match because she will lose all of her momentum. Go all the way with Sasha Banks. I cannot wait to see how this feud turns out. So moving forward, the big dog. Speaking of Michael Cole, Roman Reigns. Ow, it was quite busy for Roman Reigns. Well, after SummerSlam, I thought it was just very weird that we didn't see Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That was just weird. Weird is all I can say, but we get to SmackDown, and he has an incredible match with Buddy Murphy, man. Just off the charts. One of the better TV matches, not matches overall, but one of the better TV matches of the year. And there was a lot of debate about this Roman Reigns-Buddy Murphy match. You no know, people getting into it on Twitter. And I'll just say this. Buddy Murphy got himself over, like I t said on Twitter, Buddy Murphy got himself over with his athleticism. 
and his ring prowess. Roman got him over in name. Like Roman did, I'll, I'll tell you this. I won't say just in name. In name and the fact that Roman Reigns gave him an opportunity to get his stuff in. Roman Reigns is just like his cousin The Rock in this standpoint. It doesn't matter how small your name is. Oh, they will let you have a competitive match with them. Whether it was Hurricane Helms or who else, The Rock let them get their stuff in. And one thing that I very much respect about Roman Reigns is that he will let people get their stuff in no matter how small their name is. Roman Reigns will go out and have a competitive match with anybody. And I respect that from a guy of that stature that has that name and that kind of pull in that company to let Buddy Murphy get, him, get his stuff in and not request a squash match. So I give him credit there. It very much reminds me of the AJ Styles match that Roman Reigns had, but slightly different because Roman Reigns is a much better worker now. AJ Styles got himself over with his athleticism and his ring work, and the fact that Roman Reigns was at the top of the card, that helped him out tremendously. And that's what it is with Buddy Murphy. Now, except for the fact that AJ Styles really carried that one, carried that match. Buddy Murphy sort of carried this match, but not as much because Roman held his own. Roman got 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 the win, and Buddy Murphy got over with ring athleticism and by having a big name in the ring, uh, such as Roman Reigns. But moving on, Roman Reigns, we got the storyline to move on. The Who Attacked Roman Reigns storyline. Buddy Murphy got punked again backstage by Rowan and Daniel Bryan. So here it is, man. Daniel Bryan says that they will reveal the culprit next week. And I got to say that, look, this is interesting because I cannot remember the last time when WWE has just gotten a long-term storyline this right. Now, I'm not saying that they haven't gotten things right over the, over the past, but this correctly right to where there's really nothing outside of the beginning of the storyline to where I look at it and I say, man, that was dumb. So I'm very intrigued by the storyline. Here's what I think should happen next week and what should happen in the future. Next week, Daniel Bryan should come out to reveal the attacker and Daniel Bryan should get attacked himself. I'm talking at the end of the show, Daniel Bryan is getting ready backstage. He's coming out and somebody attacks him as well. That leaves us in mystery and that leaves us on another hook at the end of SmackDown. I would be excited to see that for the future. They should drag this thing out to October. And I'm telling you what should happen. At the 20th anniversary of SmackDown, that's when the attacker should be revealed. Obviously, we have a lot of time to get there. Uh, Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns can keep that feud going through Clash of the Champions. Uh, whoever attacked Daniel Bryan, look, it can be somebody from the locker room that has been kicked out of the locker room two straight weeks by Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. That could be their reasoning. Now, once they get revealed, we'll be thinking that's the guy that attacked Roman Reigns. Well, the storyline would continue. That's all fine with me. We can take that to Clash of the Champions and just get us keep giving us fake outs all the way until the October anniversary. And I believe the October anniversary the attacker should be revealed as Seth Rollins. That would be a huge reveal. Obviously, they're on different brands, so I get it. But we're doing this wild card rule. We can work out the storyline. On the October anniversary, at the end of the show, guy comes back, attacks Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring in a mask. He pulls off the mask, and it is Seth Rollins. We get healed Seth Rollins 
bat. That's what I would want. I think it would be incredible. You want to one-up AEW on that week? Do that. Reveal it then and have a huge reveal. It would be much like when Johnny Gargano was revealed as the attacker for Alistair Black. That was just a huge reveal. And this would be an even bigger reveal. Seth turning his back on Roman would just be huge. They would knock it out of the park. So moving on to Bray Wyatt, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, a phenomenal debut that theme like i must have went to youtube and looked up that theme like five or ten times to replay it it is just awesome man but to the point at hand he was not on raw he was not on smackdown and there was a lot of people complaining on twitter about it uh saying that you know what bray wyatt has been this hot why don't you capitalize on the momentum and i get it from a certain standpoint but here's the thing in the middle of SmackDown, I said, you know what? I hope that they don't bring Bray Wyatt out here. Now, toward the end of SmackDown, I said, I thought that I that he would come out toward the end, but obviously not. He didn't come out, and I got to say that that is a stroke of genius because it keeps him fresh. Look, I haven't seen many people I correlate this guy to the guy I'm about to bring up, but let me be the first. This is like Sting. When Sting was in his black and white crow character, Sting did not appear every single week, even though he was the hottest character in WCW, WWF, or ECW. He wasn't there every week. They kept it special. Every time Sting would appear, uh, they would pan the camera to the rafters, and that would be Sting. You'd get surprised because, oh crap, it's Sting. He wouldn't appear every week. He would drop down. Every time he dropped down, the crowd would go insane because he did not drop down and get into these brawls every single week. It would be a special thing to where you'd have all these guys fighting from WCW and NWO and out of nowhere, here comes Sting and out of nowhere, the crowd is losing it. And I guess, and not even that I guess, that is what we have here with Bray Wyatt. You got to keep the thing special and once he appears again the crowd will lose it and they will continue to lose it if you keep his appearances special i gotta say that 100% WWE is doing a phenomenal job with this character. I just said I can't remember the last time they got a long-term storyline that correct with the Roman uh, thing that they have going. I cannot remember the last time they got a character this perfect. They are doing a phenomenal job with Bray Wyatt and I hope that they continue to go down this route. So moving on, we have Seth Rollins and we possibly have Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. I gotta say that Braun Strowman made the main event save for Seth Rollins uh, as the OC was beating him down. And honestly, it was pretty refreshing to hear the crowd pop for, for Braun Strowman. And you know what? I was so much into that guy, and now I'm at a similar to where I reached the point to where I did just did not care about him. So it's great to see Braun Strowman. And if it is Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman, I don't know yet. We'll see. It provides an interesting dynamic. You have the big guy versus the smaller guy. It would make for a phenomenal match. It is a newer newer match that i do not remember seeing in recent memory so i would be into it if it's seth rollins versus Braun Strowman. and here's the only negative and the only negative drawback that we have to it 
I, both of these guys are trying to get over with the fans. You got Brian Strowman. He's just come back and looks like they have a renewed focus into him. Seth Rollins is trying to get back to the level that he was once at. And I don't know if this match, and you can paint it as good guy versus good guy. And maybe you just let the fans choose. Maybe that'll work, but you're kind of playing with fire when you're trying to get both guys over. At the end of the day, Seth versus Braun Strowman, I'm interested in it. Maybe it will go that way. We have Braun Strowman versus AJ Styles up next week on Raw. So we have yet to see what the matchup or who Braun Strowman will be going after at Clash of the Champions. But I got to say that I'm very interested. Seth Rollins has a new life now and... Look, he has a second chance. WWE has a second chance at this. Seth Rollins, look, man, as a face in that title run, it was just bad. That first universal title, the most recent, excuse me, universal title run, it just did not work. I'm hoping that they do a better job at it this time around, but we'll see. I have my reservations, but I will be standing back and seeing how it goes. As for Braun Strowman, I wish him the best. The guy was the most over guy in the company at one point. So I wish he gets back to that level. I hope he gets back to that level. Excuse me. So moving on, we got the king of the ring, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the thing, man. Everybody was excited for that on Twitter. And I saw the commercial and it said on Monday Night Raw next week. And I just immediately put my head down because look, much like Kevin Owens talked about what the king of the ring meant to him and how important it was to him. The king of the ring meant a lot to me as well. And the king of the ring was its own thing. It was its own pay-per-view for kids that are too young to remember such a thing. It was its own pay-per-view. And when I seen the commercial for it, I was like, okay, let's make it its own pay-per-view or at the least... Let's make it a WWE Network special. And I gotta say that I was very disappointed that it's gonna take place on Raw again. But there's a silver lining to that. The schedule came out for the King of the Rings. It's gonna take place over the rest of this month and into September. And at the least, the finals are gonna take place at the Clash of the Champions. So I appreciate it from that standpoint. Uh, moving on. Should the winner get something if they win this King of the Ring? I would think so. I think that the winner would deserve a title shot of his choosing. I would like that to be the stipulation. Or you can have some type of stipulation where they choose a, a mid-court title or any type of title. Let something be up for grabs here. That would make it all the more intriguing. Now, who should win? Who's in the position of needing to win? You got your guys like Ali could really use this victory. Like that guy needs something. If I'm saying who needs it the most, I'm going to go with Ali because this guy was very over. You know, Kofi took his place after he got injured. Kofi Mania ran off and Ali just hasn't been the same guy since. He needs a boost in momentum and the King of the Ring would most certainly be that. Uh, the King of the Ring is always that Andrade. The and he would make for a perfect king of the ring. He's been doing some phenomenal stuff in the ring. And he that he could use it as well. Buddy Murphy is another guy that could use it. But I don't see them going with Buddy Murphy at this point. Uh, with the storyline check. Gable. I'm just looking at the names here. Gable. Elias. Shelton Benjamin are guys that I don't think that they will go with. Kevin Owens is a guy that stuck with Shane McMahon. So he's not going to win it. 
guys that could use it. A Cesaro could certainly use it. I don't see him winning. Cedric Alexander, I could certainly see him winning as they seem to have a renewed focus in him. I drew McIntyre, another guy that I could see winning. Ricochet could use it. As for Samoa Joe and The Miz, there are guys that I don't see winning that because they don't necessarily need the King of the Ring. They just need a serious storyline to get into. Sami Zayn as well. I don't think they take Sami Zayn seriously enough to have him win it. Nor do I think that he needs to. Well, I can say that he needs to win it, but I don't see them having him win it. Who will win it? I've got some bad news, guys. Get ready for King Corbin. King Baron Corbin, because why not? Baron Corbin has been missing for all this time. You know what WWE is about to do. Or at least I hope they don't do it, but I just feel that this is the way it's going to go. Baron Corbin is going to win this King of the Ring, or at the least be in the finals. That is my prediction as it stands for right now for the King of the Ring. We will have King Corbin. We'll see how it all plays out going so moving on to a very interesting story that I saw. Uh, this comes from Bodyslam.net and said exclusive Vince McMahon breaks handshake deal with Dolph Ziggler. And I gotta say that's a heck of a headline. As the story goes on, said that Dolph Ziggler and Vince McMahon had a handshake deal in place. That last Monday would be Dolph Ziggler's last day in the company. And that Vince McMahon would let him out of his contract to pursue other projects. I gotta say, when I saw that, I was shocked. Alright, man, I know it's just a report and I'm just here to react to a report. But that is a heck of a thing to have a pure handshake deal on. And I gotta say that on one standpoint, I feel bad for Dolph Ziggler, but on the, on the other standpoint, excuse me, I don't feel bad for Dolph Ziggler. I do feel bad for him because Vince reportedly broke a handshake deal with Dolph Ziggler, and that's not cool. But on the other hand, Dolph re-upped with WWE. He re-signed that contract, and when he did do that, I said, yep. I mean, I guess he got a healthy raise, and I guess he's okay with the booking he's going to have to go through in WWE because they've never gotten it right with Dolph Ziggler. Why I believe that they would get him right with him again. He's currently in the situation to where he's getting beat down every single week. And it is what it is. That's just par for the course for the booking with Dolph Ziggler in WWE. So it seems like Dolph Ziggler was reportedly screwed over. And if this report is correct, look, obviously the AEW component is out there. And obviously, if you're asking me, that is the number one reason why Vince is like, look, I'll pay you to stay home. AEW is out there. And whether WWE wants to admit it or not, they never will. That is competition for them, man. And like I, I've always said, is it competition to the point to where AEW is about to put WWE out of business? Not at all. But it's competition in the standpoint to where people will want to go there. We've seen a John Moxley go there. So that is competition. Vince does not want to see his employees just walking right out and jumping right into AEW. So he'll do a thing like this and say, no, Duff, I'll pay you to stay at home. So... 
we're gonna move on here and speaking of interesting reports i saw another interesting uh report this comes from sportskeeda.com uh, and it comes from tom Klohu. i hope i'm pronouncing that one right but he says that about evolution we could be seeing another evolution evolution 2.0 he says that talks never really ended or and says but there they were always brief some people were fiercely for it but the logistics didn't iron out things are looking very different now people higher up are starting to listen so this is very interesting and look man here's the thing my thing is why is it being considered here's the thing when at the at the end of, of the first evolution, when Becky and Charlotte put on that phenomenal match of the year candidate, when all those ladies put on those really great matches, this should have been a no-brainer. Like it should have been, okay, we're going to do this next year. We shouldn't be at a standpoint to where we are in August and we're like, maybe it'll happen. Like the people want to see it. I want to see evolution too. People want to see it. And like, I don't understand what the discussion is about. And here's the thing, man. If I'm being 100% with you, if I'm, if I'm keeping it 100, look, this just goes to prove that the only reason why they did evolution was because the women couldn't be involved in the Saudi Arabia event. And so we had the complaining about that, the rightful complaining, might I add, and that so they did evolution as of, well, this is just something that the women can have, and we're just gonna have them have this one event, and like it'll be a one-off. So when it when it comes down to it being considered, that just proves all of my thoughts that I have had on that correct. And in the thoughts of many, not just me. That just stands for evolution 2.0. We should be doing this pay-per-view because we have too many talented ladies for us not to do a Evolution 2.0. And like we have ladies in NXT. We have ladies in NXT UK. And obviously on the main roster that could fill a pay-per-view and make an exciting one of the best of the year pay-per-view. So I hope that they go through with it, Evolution 2.0, and I would love to see it. I know a lot of people would love to see that go down. Obviously, when I talk about a Sasha Banks and a Becky match, and I say that, man, I don't know if it should be going down to Clash of Champions. This, Evolution 2.0, if it's not a big four pay-per-view like a Survivor Series, this would be the perfect main event. I would love for a Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch to main event, Evolution 2, or whatever they're going to call it, Evolution 2.0, or whatever it's going to be named. I would love for that to happen. So that's my thoughts on a possible Evolution 2. Uh, that's the last topic of the week. Let me know all of your thoughts, whether that be on Twitter or on the YouTube comments, at B. On Twitter at OMG Corby or at 2 Sweet P-O-D. That's the number 2 Sweet P-O-D. Let me know all of your thoughts on all these topics and more.